Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant. For those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, the final stage of recovery from sexual abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and finally move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. In this week's episode, I'm joined by Susan Rich and JoLynn Van Asten as we discuss what PTSD is, the similarities and differences between child and adult PTSD, and the various ways to treat and overcome PTSD. Enjoy. Today we have Rachel Grant and JoLynn Van Asten, and I'm really glad you ladies could be on the show today because this is a topic that's really close to my heart, so... Hello, ladies. Rachel, could you uh, give us a quick, um, you know, introduce us to your voice and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Absolutely. Well, uh, hello, everyone. Um, I'm Rachel, and I um, am so happy to be here today to talk with everyone. And um, I work as a trauma recovery coach with adult survivors of sexual abuse who are, you know, just kind of at that place in their journey where they're kind of sick and tired of going around that mountain and dealing with the same old problems and 
dealing with the same old patterns. And I help them break free from the past lies and return to their genuine self, who they were truly meant to be before the abuse occurred. And uh, I do that through a program called Beyond Surviving, and uh, which I work with people by phone or by Skype all across the country. And uh, that's me. Okay. JoLynn, you're up. JoLynn Van Aston. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I am also very grateful to be here today. This is a subject very close to my heart as well. And um, like Rachel, I'm a coach also. I'm a transformational coach. And my specialty, I've been working with women in business and heart-based men in business as well healing up their financial traumas, their prosperity traumas, um, their beliefs about their business, and whatever emotional wounds from the past might be getting in the way of them flourishing within their businesses. So that's been a wonderful thing. And I have a background um, working with trauma and sexual assault as well and decided as I was working with people, finding out that so many um, women who have that common thread. We're going into business for themselves, you know, sort of standing on their own feet and putting their flag in the ground and and finding a, a new way of being in the world. So this has been a wonderful marriage of being able to counsel and coach them through business and through transformation as well. So Rachel and I work really well in tandem together in assisting women and men in having a wonderful, fulfilling life. So that is a little bit about me, and I've been um, working with women in business for over 20 years now and have found great success in getting them profitable and peaceful, operating from a place of peace. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, could, okay, could somebody start off by just explaining about PTSD? What is it? Sure. This is JoLynn. I'll, I'll get us started here. You know, PTSD is really something that, if it's going to be diagnosed in that particular realm, needs to be diagnosed by a clinical psychologist or someone in the mental and health profession. But really, in their words, it would be a chronic and devastating psychological problem, right? That often occurs after a traumatic event. And it's a little bit different than just regular stress or regular response to trauma because it's something that is so intrusive, it seems to pop up, it causes um, nightmares, flashbacks, all sorts of, you know, life-interrupting issues that just linger on and and show up when you're trying to just function. And it can Mm -hmm. happen with children, it can happen with adults, it doesn't matter. Whatever traumatic event, it doesn't have to just be war um, it didn't have to just be, you know, sexual assault or rape. Like you were saying, high school can do it. High school can do it to someone. So whatever that significant emotional event is that neurologically gets imprinted into our systems, that is enough to put it into place, and then it repeats and repatterns itself throughout our neurology. So a little bit about it. So it's a very ongoing, chronic, mm-hmm. devastating experience. Boy, brains are amazing, but... When they go wrong, they go wrong. Yes, and the good part is, um, cause at a specific time, it can be flipped. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'll just jump in on, on one thing you just said there, um, because what's interesting to me is that um, 
PTSD is not necessarily the brain going wrong. Okay. Right. It's the brain doing what it's supposed to do, which is to take in data and information about what is dangerous or um, difficult and to remind us about that in future situations. The difficulty yeah. is, is that the brain, so the brain is actually working just the way it should, but mm-hmm. it's overworking in areas where the trauma is no longer a threat. And so okay. you find people responding to, you know, take a, take a war veteran who in the experience of being in the middle of war, there are loud noises, there are a lot of dangerous situations. So the brain is basically starting to make the association, okay, if there's loud things going off, duck and cover, duck and cover, right? Yeah. And putting those two things together for protection. And then, you know, two years later, when the person's walking down the road and a loud noise goes, like a car backfiring, the brain goes, loud noise, duck and cover. Right. And and so it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do, but we want to be able to, in those situations, um, make the distinction between a past threat and a current non-threat. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, PTSD is interesting. Does it show up differently in children or adults, or is it pretty much the same? I believe the symptoms are really similar. It's just how they play them out. So in mm-hmm. children, you know, you're going to find a lot of withdrawal and avoidance and the same thing, you know, can happen with adults. But with adults, we tend to compensate in different ways because we've got different skills and resources than the children do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, can you maybe give some examples? Sure. Well, with children, often, you know, you're finding that they're sleep is interrupted, that's often the same with adults. I find that nightmares um, are pretty congruent with everybody. And also with the children, when they withdraw, they tend to go to different coping mechanisms as well, which I'm sure Rachel finds also, um, which can be anything from, you know, maybe even overeating to just playing and, you know, playing out different strange things they weren't playing before. Um, mm-hmm. And then with adults, you know, we could be several different things show up, like the irritability, that's pretty common in both, um, just avoiding the certain situations that that they know are going to cause things mm-hmm. to happen for them, that you tend to avoid that. Oh, interesting. So... I'm I'm just uh, imagining a scenario where you know somebody who's been through a traumatic event and you want, say, a family member and you want to watch them for any signs of problems. Yes, yes. And there's a wonderful, actually, you know, you can, you can notice that if they are having frequent, that irritability, that quick snapping reactions that are just, you know, over small little things, you know, exaggerated startle responses when, when you know, any kind of noise goes off, sensitivity, their, their stress, their reaction to stress over things that, you know, most people would not jump at, they're jumping at, like Rachel mentioned, you know, if, if the car backfires or if they're out driving, um, just little things that set them off very quickly because they don't have their stress response, like Rachel was saying as well 
you know, the brain's doing what it's supposed to do. It's just sort of firing off when we don't want it to. So just noticing that change in behavior. Often when um, vets come back and their wives are like, you're just not the same, you know, you're, you're not acting the same as you were before. There's just subjective things that are going on there, too, where they, they're not themselves. Mm-hmm. So there's been a change. Yeah. Yeah. You see them drinking more, um, going to different, you know, external external agents to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I'll just say, I'll just interject here that, you know, somebody listening, recognizing this in themselves, this is fixable. This is treatable. Absolutely. Don't mm-hmm. feel like you're permanently broken. Absolutely. So, Even though so much, so much of it is just out of conscious awareness, mm-hmm. and when they can, when working with you know someone like Rachel or I, where we've got the ability to to draw out resources in them that are out of conscious awareness, they're able to tap into that and, and heal very you know quickly for them. Oh, that's interesting. Resources out of conscious awareness. It's a very interesting idea, yes. Yeah, could you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, Well, one of the things that I work with with people is is just at the time that an event happens, like Rachel was saying, you know, the nervous system kicks in and it's doing what it's supposed to do to protect us. You know, no matter how old we are, it's going to automatically work for us because that's what it's programmed to do. And then our brain is going to continue, like if you think about, you know, the very back of the brain where that limbic system is, it's going to be firing off over and over again. It's going to be hypervigilant. It's going to be overworking. And it's going to be telling us things that normally, you know, it wouldn't be telling us if everything was all in balance and we were working out of, you know, more of the front of our brain. So what happens is, I call it our unconscious mind, it takes all this information and it stores it and it thinks it's supposed to be replaying this place. Oh, it's doing its job. So when we are able to retrain that, sort of update that software, you could say, (laughs) neurologically, all new resources that are inside pop up. And then we are able to find external resources as well. And then things just become a non-issue that used to be an issue. So it's really, really retraining and updating everything within us. The resources that were there, they just sort of got lost in the shuffle. Hmm. Can you give an example on how that... Uh, hypothetically, how that would get, how you would help somebody do that? Because that's just interesting. People wonder, how does that get done? Um, well, in my profession, we do different techniques um, with NLP and really in recoding those memories linguistically using their language patterns, things like that, and um, doing a lot of active imagination work is what it's called in essence. So. It's subjective for each person, but we found that there's different ways to do that where, you know, they can really go in um, at that unconscious level when they're in a little bit more of a relaxed state, and they don't have to relive the problem in order to do that. They don't have to re-experience the trauma um, to go through that. So it's a very pleasant situation for them to be in for the most part, (laughs) you know, to be able to find those new resources inside. Rachel, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, sure. 
so, um, you know, just as you guys were talking about this, um, you know, one of the things that, um, one of the ways that I describe this um, for people so they can kind of understand what's happening is that the brain's emergency centers, just for just to keep it in kind of layman's terms, um, you know, there, of course, there are specific parts of the brain that actually fire off um, these things, but we'll just call it the emergency center of the brain. This emergency center has, let's say, you know, a hundred pathways in order to um, put you into action or to trigger off certain responses and to make you either, you know, run away or calm down, not calm down, but like stay still so that you won't, you know, the safe thing is to be frozen. All those things we've heard about, the fight, flight, or freeze. And so the emergency center just, it's like a big gush, okay? Now, the other part of the brain that's all about calming you down and be, and rationalizing and understanding that you're here in 2013, you're not back when you were 12 years old, um, you know, being um, physically abused by your father, that part of the brain has one pathway, okay? Mm-hmm. So... The emergency brain, is it has to be able to react quick because it needs to be able to take us out of kind of like the conscious thinking space so that we can just get into action. But when we're dealing with trying to resolve a false response to an old trauma, what Mm -hmm. our job is and what our goal is, is to create enough room for the um, rational uh, place in the brain to kick in and to take over again and say, wait a minute, hold on, I'm okay, there's nothing dangerous here, everything is safe, right? Mm -hmm. So the way that I work with a lot of my clients who've been sexually abused, what does this look like for them? Um, You might have somebody who, uh, whose parent, you know, used a belt to, you know, uh, to physically abuse them and they actually have this kind of a response whenever they see a belt that looks the same, right? Okay. Um, it can really be those sorts of triggers. And so the emergency brain goes, okay, belt equals bad equals danger. And our goal is to learn how to, what I say, what I call hitting the pause button mm-hmm. long enough so that the rational calming mind can come in and ground you and take over again. And so there are various techniques that I teach my clients for how to do that. And as you do that more and more and more, as Jolyn's talking about, like you raise your awareness and, and you and you tell and you you rewire the brain, you teach the brain a new response by going back and looking at um, what was happening, what was causing that, that what association was made. And then various techniques and skills for basically decoupling those things so that it no longer has that same effect on you. That's amazing. That is. Absolutely. And if I may um, add to that, and so what happens is, like Rachel was saying, you can imagine the bandwidth is opening up. There's more space in there. Because when when they're working out of that part of the brain and the nervous system that's just constantly in reaction and triggering off, that if you can imagine like that when we say unconscious it's so reactive like you, you, there is no pause like Rachel said right there it's just happening so as they learn the new skills and they open up and start to operate out of that other part of their nervous system and the brain 
and they've got that ability to stop, pause, and then they actually are proactive with how they choose to respond. They have a choice where, so it really brings them more possibilities and options and choices that they didn't have before when they work with skilled technicians like her and I who are able to go in there, reconfigure things, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so to speak, and put new really recode and update those memories so that they know, like Rachel said, that they're not 12 now, they're here. And then, um, you know, to have daily practices in place, like Rachel teaches with her programs and I teach meditation and some other things that create daily habits of support around operating life from that place of peace or that, quote, parasympathetic nervous system, you know, operating a different part of you. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sounds like psychological surgery. You could. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I like to call it exercise for the mind. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, quite honestly, for me, um, in my own journey of recovery from sexual abuse, like a lot of my frustration came around feeling like I didn't have a choice and that things were constantly just going to, you know, I'm, I was going to constantly be bombarded by responses and caught off guard by things and and what was it you know and, and it would just keep coming up and coming up and and what I really once I began to understand like how the brain works how trauma impacts the brain and the nervous system and all of those things that we've been talking about it led me to really understand that there were some very specific things that one can do in order to address these problems and the more I do it, the more it really does feel like exercise for the mind. You know, when we think about, okay, I want to be healthier, I want to lose 10 pounds, like we don't just go and sit on the couch and eat the bonbons, right, as much as we love them. <laughs> we have to, like, stand up, walk around the block, you know, go for a jog, dance, whatever it might be. And it's the same thing with the mind. It really is not a muscle, but I, I kind of start to think about it that way sometimes, like, these exercises, these tools that JoLynn and I teach our clients, they really are like, okay, this is your warm-up. Now this is your, like, cardio work. And now this is your, you really want to run that marathon? Here are some deeper and even more powerful tools. So it really becomes like that. You have to, you have to think about this as, uh, not, as a, um, not as something bad or broken in you, mm-hmm. but just something that you where you need some strength and some understanding and some skills for how to do it better. Oh, that's great because it must make people feel like they can really do something about it. And they can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And for me also, um, being in that same boat, I had, you know, massive sexual trauma and PTSD myself. So, I mean, I'm completely on the other side of that now. And like with Rachel, you know, I really thought for quite a long time that I was inherently broken. Like, I thought there was something completely wrong with mm-hmm. me and that um, I was just some anomaly that <laughs> shouldn't um, ever experience joy or happiness. And, right. and I really believe that. So part of the, the beauty of being on the other side of this is that we actually get to find out that we are worth something, you know, that value. And as we label our experiences and our situations and start to look at how, um, I know I work with my clients a lot with how they label their experiences in the world. And as they start to realize, wow, I can make a different label, I can choose something else and put new meanings to this, all sorts of resources that, you know, were there the whole time, and again, mm-hmm. out of awareness, come up. Um, so thank you, Rachel, for that. 
Oh, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, I'm curious, just to put sort of a different spin on it, say, you know, here we are, we're adults, and bad things can still happen just because we've, you know, we've grown up, we have situations thrown on, into our laps that we have to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. tornadoes or whatever. Is there anything that can be done while hard, frightening things are going on to minimize damage later? I shouldn't say damage, but to to avoid creating these pathways that are going to cause problems later. Um, I'll take that first. I look at it like this. Like, if you consider this, now, obviously, someone who's been through um, experiences and they've learned these skills and these daily behaviors like we teach, they're going to be better equipped mm-hmm. when life throws things their way. They're going to have better response mechanisms, you know, that are just going to be more automatic. Um, for instance, like I went through Hurricane Sandy um, this fall, and that was my first hurricane, and I I did pretty well for the first nine days <laughs> Yeah. Um, of not having power. But what happened was I knew that I had ways to cope with it that I wouldn't have had, you know, maybe even 15 years ago, let's say. And for me, also, um, knowing that if somebody's going through it, for them, if they're feeling something in their body system, if they're feeling something in their emotions that is uncomfortable or sort of like that warning Will Robinson, you know, kind of thing going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, you know, warning, warning, that they can go inside after they learn some of these techniques or even this is just a way to do it. Go inside and question and inquire, what am I believing or thinking about this situation that is causing me to feel this way? Like uh-huh. to, to, pause, to pause long enough and go, what the heck am I thinking about this that's causing the feeling? Because in essence, we're a thinking-feeling system. Um, mm-hmm. So as, you know, you know, neurologically those thoughts come in and they might not even be our thoughts because it's the ones that fly into our head or the blue, right, that mm-hmm. we touch. <laughs> um, so as we, as we kind of take that moment of pause, step back, inquire, what am I thinking that's causing me, you know, what am I labeling the situation? Yes, it's scary. Now, obviously, if you're in the middle of a tornado that's coming out of nowhere and you have to get your tail to the basement quickly, um, you're not going to have as much time, but you can process it later with, you know, what did I believe about that? Mm. That's, that's great. So you're kind of teaching to observe your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big part of it. Yeah, I really like that, Jolyn. I mean, it, it really is about a raised awareness. Uh, you know, you, we aren't necessarily um, able to always intercept um, the thought because, uh, you know, especially like in the example of a tornado, like you want your body to kick into gear and just do something mm-hmm. to get you out of the way um, and to survive that new situation, right? But being aware of what your responses are, and certainly as quickly as possible after an experience to go through the process of, okay, you know, what did that, what did that experience bring up for me? What beliefs or ideas did I notice myself having? And oftentimes what, what happens is our new experiences, we go right back to old thoughts and beliefs that were created very early on. Uh-huh. And it, uh-huh. yeah. And so 
um, you know, the, the brain kind of likes things to just be the way it is, you know. And so when we're pushing it and trying to change it and take it in a different direction, it will also do that, right? It will go and it will, you know, change directions. But when difficult things pop up, it can sometimes just go straight back to what it already knew a long time ago. And so our job is to not reinforce those old patterns as much as possible and to really be tuned in. Um, so using these skills and tools that, you know, we, we teach, it's it, 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 the difference for me, like why I call my program Beyond Surviving, is not that, you know, things don't come up in my life that, you know, either, you know, I have to look at something new or pay attention to an area that was previously unhealed, but now I can see it because I'm in a new experience that is creating the possibility to learn that. But when those things do come up, I now know, okay, here's what I do. Here's my steps. I, I literally go to my own guidebook and like, okay, this is, yes, in order to think through this experience, this is what I do. And I, you know, and I work the steps. And that's the distinction. It's the difference between kind of being thrown into the lake and not knowing how to swim. And, you know, I've been swimming for a long time. And now I know, like, if I get thrown into that lake, Sometimes I just doggy paddle and do the best mm -hmm. I can. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'll just, you know, totally, you know, full stroke and get out of here and I'm good. Yeah. That's an excellent description because there are a lot of people who are afraid of getting tossed back into the lake again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, and and also, I mean, with, with that, it's so true. Like Rachel's saying, she's going to her own guidebook. You She's got a resource now that she can draw on. And um, I think we both find, too, that much of the training that we do, we encourage our people to find, you know, a higher power also mm -hmm. that they can tap into whatever that means for them. And right. part of that is the inner resources that they're developing. Because just like when a teenager starts to drive a car, they have to think about it a little bit more, right? But after a while, it becomes, you know, it's unconscious to them. And they know, well, hopefully they know how to drive um, <laughs> more, more automatically. And that's what yeah. we want to help our people with as well. The people we um, teach, lead, and guide is that they will learn how to do these new behaviors as unconsciously as they did the old behaviors. So when they, mm -hmm. if, when, if they do get thrown back in that way, they're just going to, like Rachel said, go into dog paddle or go into a better resourceful state. Okay. So here's another um, situation. What if your life is going okay, but you see a friend is having problems? You know she's had problems in the past. She's really struggling. She's in the lake and drowning. What can you do for your friend? Mm. Well, a couple of things. Mm. Uh, we both have lots we can say about this. Um, I, I firmly believe that as you work on, as a person works on, when we, let me rewind this a little bit. If I know there's somebody in my life who's going through that, let's say in the lake, right? Mm -hmm. And I know that I need to make sure I have my water wings on and my um, paddle ready and all my equipment and I shore up and I get myself in the position where if she comes to me, I'm going to be fully well grounded and taken care of to support her. And then I'm able to listen to her from a place of hopefully non-judgment and a place of what is she really asking me for. So this gives us a chance to sharpen up our own listening skills and empathy skills. Um, she's going to say things that 
are going to be linguistic or language tip-offs, right? Like she's going to use some languaging. So instead of us putting what we like, I like to say, my model of the world or my experience on her, like, oh, she must be sad. I should, like, this is where we can hallucinate too. Oh, she must be feeling this. Um, I don't know what she's feeling. So if I open up and just say, you know, do you want to talk? Do you want to share with me? What do you need right now? And even if she just says, I don't know, I just want to be by you, then, oh. then you say, okay, great. So instead of us sort of just automatically reacting and assuming we know what they need or projecting our experience onto them, to just be neutral and hold that space open for them to come in. And if they say, I need a hug, then give them a hug. If they say, I need, you know, you to cook my dinner because I can't even find my pots and pans. Um right. Then you say, great, what are you hungry for? But, you know, just to really be coming from that space of I'm grounded, I'm open and listening, what do you need? Wow. Rachel? I just wrote that down. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. I, I, yeah, I almost don't want to add anything because I thought, I think, Joanne, you just captured that so beautifully. Um, you know, uh, it, it really is when people come to us and they're hurting uh, our job, we, we can tend to go into fix-it mode. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. of course, we love them. We want to fix it. It's not coming from a, a bad place. But so much of, uh, you know, the way that we can support other people in our lives is by paying, by tuning in to what it is they really need and or supporting them in finding that just through creating the space where they can talk and explore and, and figure that out. Uh, you know, and then, of course, if they get to the point where they're asking for resources or specific skills, you know, then that's the time when you can jump in and say, well, you know, this is how I swim. This is how I built my boat, you know, whatever it might be. But you certainly want to create the space first to really, truly understand what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to pull back enough and be that observer, right, where if they say... Um, I need chocolate cheesecake. <laughs> you don't say, okay, oh, so you don't say, oh, you want chocolate cheesecake? You know, you know like, right. you say, okay, you want chocolate cake, I hear you. And just to give them back exactly what they said is so key to meeting their needs, and um, even if it doesn't make sense. What if they don't know what they want? Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's when you say, <laughs> that's when I would go, I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. When you, when you yeah. know, I'll still be here. And in the meantime, <laughs> let's just let's just not know what you want together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Because it takes the pressure off. It's sort of that non-resistance, right? Yeah. So it, it takes the pressure off of, oh, my gosh, we have to figure this out and just be like, you know what? So we don't know. That's okay. <laughs> and, and dropping the resistance to the not knowing will allow the knowing to just pop up. Because yeah. bringing it back to the to the lake, you know, the unconscious mind is going to be like, yes, I do want to fix this, and it's going to pop all those you know memories and things up for us to resolve. Well, as soon as we drop the resistance on the not knowing, the mm-hmm. answers come up. Wow! And she'll figure mm-hmm. out faster. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm like taking notes here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't want to miss self-promotion for you guys because I feel like we could go on for a whole other show just on this topic but 
please, Rachel and Joe Lynn, tell us about yourself and where listeners can get in touch with you. And I might point out that it sounds like what you teach is useful for people who don't have a huge trauma in their past. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, okay, I can go first. Um, my, I have a website, which is slightly under construction, but it's expertbreakthrough.com. Okay. And I can be reached via email. It is the quickest way, and that is support at expertbreakthrough.com. And as I said before, I generally work with entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, women in business, um, and we do work on whatever the inner game stuff is, you know, be it traumatized or not. And mm-hmm. if, um, if I can't, if I don't feel in the right fit for them, I definitely refer them out. Um, mm-hmm. But I have, and I work with a lot of people in leadership who are dealing with teams that are having these issues too, and they're like, I don't want to help this person. Um, <laughs> so, so that's all good too. And I do offer, um, right now I have like a money breakthrough and an inner game breakthrough consultation. So they're welcome to email me and um, speak with me, no charge about that. And okay. that's kind of where I'm at. All right. How about Rachel? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so my website is rachelgrantcoaching.com. Mm-hmm. And you can reach me by email at coach at rachelgrantcoaching.com. And, um, you know, my, my folks are people who have been um, sexually, physically abused and are looking for a, you know, a program that they can work where it'll be, you know, a very systematic, I'm, I'm done just kind of being at that survivor stage. I understand a lot of the reasons why I do what I do, and I'm really ready to get on to whatever's next for me and break free from all those lies. Make, just as we've been talking about, decouple these things, all these associations, uh, you know, that have been, that were created at the time of the abuse that have been kind of sticking around and sticking around and and we're ready to let those go now. And um, so I really encourage and welcome um, people to go to my site and uh, I have lots of free resources there. They're in, you know, past interviews and the blog and just take a look around. They can also download uh, the first two parts of the guidebook from the website if they want to just see what that's all about and read more about my philosophy. Um, and then I would really love them to, you know, give me a call and we can have a, what I kind of call genuine self discovery session where we start to talk about and, uh, create the vision of who you would be, uh, once we step away from all of the lies, um, that abuse brings. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, Susan, did you have any last-minute thoughts? I'm just completely fascinated by the discussion that we're having today. Uh, my, my husband was in a car accident a couple of days ago, and he's fine. But just listening to what we're talking about here, he's, it's, he's in that processing stage because he's transferred it to... Uh, I had to drive him around, which I, and I very rarely drive when we're together. Usually he does the drive and it's the guy thing. And he was commenting on how hard it was for him not to be a backseat driver, to tell me what to do and when to do it. He, he was struck by uh, his level of agitation 
and I'm not that bad a driver generally, <laughs> but it was Mark. He said, you know, coming from this experience to being a passenger, it, the lack of control was, was stirred up in him. And so what we talked about today, I just want to thank both of you. It's really going to help me help him. So thank you. You're welcome. If I may ask, oh, that's great. One, of the, one of the top things that I found just through working with people too that I think is really important to mention is about the dream and the nightmares that can happen after an incident like that and the reoccurring um, visions that go on when we're trying to sleep. And so that is one of the main things I work on with clients as well that's a little bit different is getting those dreams settled and no more nightmares, um, things like that. So that is also included in the discussion. In mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Deep breath, everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a, quite a conversation. All, All right. right. Well, you've been doing a great job, Adam. You want to wrap it up or shall I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we have like one minute left if uh, either Rachel or JoLynn wants to slip in one last thought. And if not, we can, we're done. Well, well, I'll just say one quick thing. Oh, Jolyn, you go first. Oh, I'll do 20 seconds. But just to leave everything on a positive note, um, the, the bottom line is that I firmly believe that people are not broken. They have all the resources within them, no matter how bad or how significant their trauma was, be it a car accident or a severe witnessing of something, it can definitely, definitely be healed up. And it doesn't have to take... 20, 30 years of therapy. Um, we can do it very quickly between Rachel and I, that is for sure. Wow. Okay. I'll just second that. <laughs> <laughs> There's okay. no need to suffer. <laughs> There's no need to suffer because you aren't broken. No. Yeah. Beautifully put. That's beautifully put. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and join us again soon. Next time, we'll be talking about finding your purpose as an adult survivor. So I hope you'll be joining us. Until then, take good care of you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.